Amen. But I'm not going to be ministering today, but um, Pastor George has asked me to come up to give a, a testimony um, from what we did yesterday. A lot of you know that we have the prophetic teams where we sit and we give words once a month to people, prophetic words. We have a healing ministry. We have an inner healing ministry to bring healing to past hurts, depressions. And if anyone's interested in the inner healing ministry, there's a sign-up sheet outside. But see, we were invited to another place to go and do it. The only thing was, it wasn't a church. You know where we were yesterday? Some of us from the prophetic ministry, we were on a big farm that was dedicated to the New Age, to witchcraft, psychic, yoga. Because the Bible says that we're called to be light and we have to invade the darkness. Sometimes we got to get out of the building and we got to go right into the enemy's territory. So for hours we sat there, we put up a big sign, and you know what it said? This might mess with some of your theology. I don't want to mess you up too bad. But it said, free spiritual readings. Because the word spiritual does not belong to witches, psychics, mediums, and new age. But we worship the one true God, the one true Holy Spirit. And we found that there's, there are people there, they're hungry for something supernatural, but they've been deceived. And we were able to go there and to speak words of life, words of prophecy. We were able to prophesy over this yogi. You know, the guy, a guy from India with one of those long gowns who just came back from the Himalayan mountains by sitting under the, the, yo, the yoga master. And we were able to pray for people. We saw, we saw people get saved. We saw one woman was so touched that she went to everyone and invited them, come over and, and listen to the people that, that told me about myself. Just you know, Sometimes we want to break the mold. We, we want to take what God's given us, and we want to go right into the place where the enemy lives. And you know, at the end, they even invited us to come. They set up a little Buddhist yoga temple with an altar. And they said, why don't you come in there and pray for people? I said, so I, uh, next time, next time, maybe. First, I have to consult with Pastor George on that one. I so, and that leads into the message today. Because in a minute, some of the members of the worship team are going to come and share. But the Bible says that we're called to be all things to all people. There's nothing in the Bible that says we all have to act one way. But as Ephraim said this morning, there's diversity. God is a God of creativity, all the colors of the universe. But yet, church has become a place of tradition. There's one way. For years, the only worship music I ever heard was music that fit into a white middle-class mode. See, and I can worship to that. I can, you could put anything. 
That, that's why I love to see Melissa here in worship. I've seen her worship with classical music and, and just hymns, and she gets caught up in the spirit. And then she goes, when there's head-banging music, I saw her worship to that too. Because it's not about the style or form. And God is raising up a church where it doesn't have to be the same old way it's always been done. I've been, I've been in Spanish churches. They said, why don't you do this song? Oh, that's, that's not one of our corritos. We don't do that. No. You see, God is tired of tradition, the same old thing, the same old ways. You know why all those psychics were out there, all those people seeking after Buddha and yogi and all this stuff? Because they never found a place in the church. They came to the churches and, and they had a hunger for something new, a hunger for something real. And every one of them said, I've been to church and I didn't find it. We want to make church into an authentic, real place. Where you can be yourself. You can worship God in the way that he's created you to be. So let's just welcome Bert Boca Chica is going to come up and he's going to share his heart. Praise the Lord. God bless you all this morning. Amen. We're excited to be in God's house. Amen. As, as Pastor Gary was speaking, you know, talking about creativity and diversity in worship, and I'm sure everybody here, yeah, Bert's going to come up, they're going to drop a beat, he's going to rhyme, and, you know, it's not creative and diverse anymore to you guys because you're kind of used to it, but that's not what I'm going to do. That's not what I'm going to do. Uh, I want to break it down. I, Pastor Gary said, you know, we want to speak about creativity and diversity in worship. What exactly is that? And I figured the best way to do it is let's break down the term. Creativity. What is creativity? It's the use of your imagination and original ideas. You know, many of us could imagine, wow, if I could only do this, if I could only do that. And we start to get real creative. It's like, yo, it would be cool. Pastor, it be cool if we had a boat up on the stage. You know, it would be cool that we could turn this place into a forest. And, and you start to get really creative. And then the diversity is a variety of different things. In this church alone, one of the things I love about Sanctuary Fellowship is that it's so diverse. We have everything. We have rock. We have hip-hop. We have dance. We have spoken word. We have motorcyclers. We have, you know, weightlifter dudes. We have everything. There's, I mean, a little bit of everything. And that's the diversity in the body of Christ. It would be so boring if we were all the same. And then worship. So creativity, the use of originality. Diversity, something different, and worship, which is the key. Worship is the feeling or the expression of reverence and adoration unto the Lord. When you worship the Lord, I like to think of it as authentic worship, real worship, a total surrendering. It's hands up. When you surrender, what do you do? You know, you see the old cowboy movies? All right, you wave the white flag. Well, I know Gretchen waves flag. She's not surrendering, but she's rendering a worship unto God. But you wave the white flag, I surrender, hands up. Basically, you're in, you're in, I'm in your hands, whatever you got to do. That's what we have to do to God. Say, Lord, my hands are up. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm not going to do anything. I give it all to you. Lead me and guide me. 
Now, when, when Pastor Gary was talking about going to that uh, conference, I kind of wish I would have been there with a camera. I was telling Pastor George, I wish I would have been at that, that booth with a video camera, just taping the expressions on people's faces as they came in, probably sat down, put their palms out, right? Like, go ahead, tell me something. He said, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. I would have loved, loved to be there. Um, but we start to think, is it a worldly thing to be so creative and diverse in church? I started, I started to think, are we, are we twisting things? Are we being too creative? Are we just take, copying out, you know, like we don't want to pray, we don't want to worship. We want to do something fun and exciting. So I started looking through scripture and say, you know what, there's nothing new under the sun, right? We've heard that how many millions of times. Nothing's new. You think you came up with a brilliant idea, and just when you go to patent it, somebody say, oh, there is one of those already. I mean, you want to make another one? Fine. But somebody's already doing it. You come up with something so creative, like, oh, it would be so cool that we could take these oranges and have a machine that will just squeeze the juice out of them. It's done. Whatever it is, it's already done. So I started looking through Scripture and said, let's find out how creative our Lord is. I looked at Numbers, chapter 15, verses 37 through 41. I'm, I'm not going to really read all of it to you, but in that chapter, God actually uses fashion to bring a message. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come, you're to make tassels on the corner of your garment with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have that tassel to look at so you will remember the commands of the Lord, that you may obey them and not prostitute yourself by chasing the lust of your own hearts and eyes. A tassel. It's like who has Eli has a thank you, Lord, wristband on. Mark, I think, has one on. You know, Pastor George has one on. So every time you look at that, you can't help but saying thank you, Lord. Fashion to help remind you who you should be thankful to at all times. Funny story, a couple of weeks back, for those people that don't have Facebook and don't know my entire life because it's up there. A um, couple of weeks back, my wife and I went to Atlantic City area, and we were hanging out. Never been there. I don't gamble, so no need, really. I just figured there's a bunch of people there with quarters and slot machines, and that's it. So we kind of stood, you know, it's like when you go to Orlando, Florida. You don't stay in Orlando. It's too expensive. You stay like five miles out or ten miles out and drive over. That's what we did. So we're walking down the boardwalk as we walk by Trump Taj Mahal. Wow, it's beautiful. We're taking pictures. It looks nice. Everybody probably thinks we stayed there. I never told them where we stayed. I just put the pictures. Let your creativity take you somewhere, you know? You don't think I'm living large. It's like, nah, I'm in the country inn down, down the block. But anyway, we're walking around, and I tell my wife, let's go into the casino. Check it out. I've never been in a casino before. The most I've seen is like the little games people play on the, on the train, you know, the blackjack. I don't know how to hours just playing the same thing. They don't even win anything. It's just a waste of time. But anyway, we say, you know what? Let's walk into the casino. And it's huge. This place is huge. There's like 12 of these churches back to back to back, slot machines everywhere, a bunch of old ladies just... <laughs> quarter after quarter so we're walking down it's early in the afternoon people are just staring at me you know i'm like you know stare at my wife if anything that's like almost like a natural thing people are like yo see you oh wow people are staring at me and i'm walking and after a while i started to feel uncomfortable so i'm just walking i'm like this is cool as i'm looking up people are staring at me the waitress with her little go-go dress passes by she's staring at me i had a shirt on that said thank you lord and I'm walking through the casino, but to me, it was already a natural thing. You know, that's, that's just who I am. And then my wife goes, dummy, look at your shirt. 
I was like, oh, okay. So we turned around, we walked out. Everybody's still staring at us, you know. I was wondering how many Christians were in there waiting for me to sit on a slot machine. So like, aha, Bert Boca Chica Rap Fest, got you, you know. I would have been on T- Christian TMZ, would have been more, all mine. But the Lord even uses fashion to get a point across, you know. And, that, and many times we go overboard, naturally not here at Sanctuary Fellowship, but many times we go overboard by saying, no, you can't wear that to church. You can't put that on your head. You can't do this. You can't do that. And we get so caught up. But God himself sometimes uses things that we don't understand to get a message across. You guys know about the donkey, right? God had used a donkey to bring a message across. I can never say this guy's name right. Balaam. It's not like I'm saying Baal. Balaam. Balaam. In Spanish, it's Balaam. But anyway... He was, he got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went to the, to the Moabite officials. But God was very angry when he went, and the angel of the Lord stood on the road to oppose him. So the angel of the Lord stands in front of this guy who's sitting on his donkey, and I guess just like all of us, right? We, we didn't see this, but the donkey saw the angel, and the donkey started to go the other way. So he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing on the road with a drawn sword in his hand, it turned off the road into a field. Homeboy was riding his donkey. He didn't see nothing, but the, the donkey saw it. just like the new uh, Mercedes-Benz stops before you see the accident. It stops before you. That's exactly, this was an old, back-in-the-day Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes think they did something new. It was already done. But, um, so he got mad, and he's beating the donkey, like, come on, we got to go. He goes, and guess what? He's, he's riding his donkey down an alleyway. The angel of the Lord appears, and the donkey does what? Psh, tries to get out. He can't. He's like crushing the guy against the wall. He beats the donkey again. Let's go. But then his eyes, the man's eyes were open, and he saw the Lord. And then he, he started to understand. But this is what struck me about the story. All of that stuff is probably real deep intense. That's a Pastor George message maybe for another day. Real deep theological meaning. The angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyards with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it pressed close to the wall, crushing his foot against it. So he was crushing the guy's foot against the wall. So he beat the donkey again. Again, Then the angel of the Lord moved ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, neither right nor left. Basically, he was cornered. The angel of the Lord was right there in front of him. Here's this man trying to avoid everything. No place to go. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord... It laid down under Balaam. Basically, he said, you know what? You don't want, you're going to keep hitting me. I'm not going to keep bumping into all this stuff. I'll just collapse. I'm going to stop right here. It's like your car just turns off in the middle of nowhere. You can't do anything. You're stuck in this car. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, he laid down. And he was angry. And he got, he got beat again. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. And it said to him, what have I done to make you beat me these three times? Okay, so now the donkey's talking to this man. And you know what? I'm still not too blown away by the story at this point. You know, because we know God. God is, God is cool like that. You know, it's just like your GPS tells you, recalculating. I always tell my wife, one day my GPS is going to get so mad at me. I never listen to it. I don't know why I even have it. But every time she says, dummy, didn't you see it said 0.1 miles? I, said, I don't know what 0.1 miles is. That's why I have a GPS. And it usually it was like, after I turned, that's when it says recalculating. Like, I wish it knew me better. But it's okay. This is the part that got me. Verse 39. Uh, verse 29. Okay, in verse 28, the donkey says, What have I done to make you beat me these three times? I've always taken you where you want to go. 
You know, when you always, you have a car, whether it be an old car or a new car, you get in every time, it turns on, it takes you, it turns on, it takes you, it turns on, it takes you. You get a flat tire, you're like, stupid car. Yo, you had this car for like eight years, it never gave you a problem. Don't get mad, just fix it, you know? So after the donkey talks to him, 29, Balaam answers the donkey. He says, you made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. He's talking to an animal. And he's saying that he made a fool of I mean, the donkey talking is incredible, but to think that a man would actually stop and talk, I'd be out. That's the first thing. I, you know, I, oh, I'll beat him. I'll beat him. He starts talking, I'm out. That donkey's by himself. But to think that he spoke to a donkey. But that's how creative God is. Sometimes God will use the foolish things of this world to, to speak to you. You may not understand it, but that's, that's the way he is. I mean, I'm still amazed that he actually stopped and talked. It's like, yo, Bert, what you doing? Not chilling, man. My donkey's over here telling me off. You know, what? it doesn't make any sense. But you know what? When, when creativity and diversity in worship and getting your point across, a lot of people won't understand it. But the message is going to get across. He made the sun stand still as a sign to Joshua that he is sovereign and that he would always be with him. I mean, who can make the sun and the moon just stop and stay still for a whole day till this day unexplained by scientists everywhere? Where's this extra day coming from? Why has all of this stopped? You know, but, but that's how powerful God is. In 1 Samuel 17, David and Goliath, many of you might know this story. This little David was going to fight this big giant. And it took a little, a little peeny, weeny little kid like this with a slingshot to knock out a giant to get a point across that greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. You know, and many times some of us feel like this, this David, like, Oh, no, I can't be in the prophetic team. I have so many issues. Oh, I can't be in the prayer team, Pastor Gary. You know, I, I don't even get to pray enough for myself. And God doesn't hear me. I can't join the choir, Melissa. I just, I can't do it. Like Amberly says, I can't do it. You know, she's always saying that. I can't do it. And we always give excuses like, I can't do this. I can't do that. But God is looking to use each and every one of us, regardless of our past, even regardless of our present condition. We have to learn to surrender our lives to God and say, God, if you want to use me, use me. I surrender to you. You know, it doesn't mean that we're just going to get up and beat our donkey and say, yo, I got this, you know. We, we, you have to have the call from God to do it. There was another, another part that I found, and I was actually debating if I should use it. Um, okay, let's, let's go to this first one. I've got to work my way up to it. I might have to skip it, though. It's a little out, out there. <laughs> God uses the, the people's culture. That's, that's where we're at now, right? We always talk about culture. When we think about creativity and diversity in worship, immediately, for some reason, we just jump to music. You know, we say, oh, yeah, they do rap in that church. They do hip-hop in that church. They do salsa in that church. They do reggae in that church. To some of the people, it is a creative culture, but to some of us, that's the culture we were raised in. That's all we know. You go to Puerto Rico, worship is straight-up salsa. They don't do like Hillsong, United, Australia. You know, you might have some churches, but if they do a salsa song, it's natural to them. It's not creative. They bring it to a, a different culture. If they go to an African-American church with salsa music, that's being creative and diverse. Hopefully they have people in the audience and congregation that will respond to it. Because in all of this, the creativity and diversity is created for one reason, and that's to generate a response from the people. 
Because we could get real creative. We could start doing flips up here, break dancing, painting, whatever it is. If we're not generating a response from the people, we're just putting on a show. And God's not about putting on shows. God's about putting something in your heart that will make you turn towards him to get closer to him. God uses current events to, to, to get his message across. In, in Luke 13, from 1 to 4, some, some who were present on the occasion, uh, you could read this at home when you get a chance, the, the entire chapter, to get a feel of what's going on. Some who were present on the occasion told Jesus about the Galileans whom Pilate had killed while they were offering sacrifices. He replied, do you think that the suffering of the Galileans proves that they were more sinful than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you change your hearts and live, you will die just as they did. And this is where it gets interesting. He says, what about those 12 who were killed when the, when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Do you think that they were more guilty of wrongdoing than everyone else who lives in Jerusalem? Sounds kind of crazy right now if you don't read the whole thing, but let's bring it to today. You know, people hear the flood that we just had, right? The, the, the tornado warnings and all this stuff. And people are like, oh my God, God is bringing judgment upon the city. And some innocent people died in this. You know, and, and you start to think, if you, if you spoke to someone like that, you would tell them, what about the hurricane a few years ago? What up, let's go to 9-11. What about 9-11? How many innocent people died in that? Do you think God was trying to just wipe those particular 4,000, 5,000 people in that building off the, off the map of the earth? You know, but what he did here is he's bringing current events to the, to the, to the forefront of what's happening to bring the story to your mind so you, you can understand it's, it's real creative when you, when you see something in front of you and you can relate to it right away. It's like, oh, yeah, I understand. I saw that in the news yesterday. You know what? You got a point. Now let's talk a little bit more about it. I mean, Jesus himself, he used miracles and, and, and so many healings to, to bring forth the word. I think I might have deleted the other one that I was talking about. There was a story. Now I can't even remember which one it was. But he had the guy run naked for three years. Who was it? Um, he, had, he had this guy run naked for three years to get a point across. I mean, do not try this at home, people. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, and, and that's why I took it out, I think. I was like, nah, that's a little crazy. I want somebody somebody starts streaking and going out there and say, yo, but Bert said, you know, you got to get a point across. That's not the kind of point we're trying to get across. So in 2011, what, what do we do? What's creative? What's different? We do Rap Fest. What is Rap Fest? It's a gospel hip-hop event, a concert. We do it outside in the streets. We're kind of speaking in the language of the people of the quote-unquote ghetto, right? Getting the, getting the point across. But even through all of that, the main focus is to get the point across, to get the message across, to have an altar call, to have people turn their hearts towards God. Whatever it is, if you play the violin, if you, if you, if you play an instrument, if you dance, your focus should always be to win souls for Christ. You could be creative. You could be diverse. Oh, do it all. You do puppets. You could. There's so many things. I think if we went one by one here, somebody's, you know, give me your list of hidden talents and see how we can use them in the church. We'll have carpenters. We'll have worship dancers. We'll have singers. We'll have musicians, composers, video editors, photographers. There's so many different things. And how do we use that to worship God? By presenting something to someone else that they could appreciate as well and through it show your love for God. You know, like Pastor Gary said, here he is in a, in a psychic conference basically. It, I mean, what is he doing there? 
using a creative and diverse way to attract the people. And what he's doing to us doesn't seem creative and diverse because it's a prophetic ministry which we totally understand and approve from here at the church. But to the people at the conference, it's creative and diverse. Like, yo, that's interesting, you know, and I could imagine how many people say you're crazy for doing that. But um, that's, that's the way God is. God is. God will use everything and anything he can from a person's heart that's willing to submit to God that will bring a message across. Amen? I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to bore you with, with, with details of, of how God could be diverse. But what I'm trying to say is that our creativity and diversity now is nothing new. This has been going on forever. Don't judge people that are trying to be creative and diverse. Because many times we see something that perhaps we don't understand and criticize, and you knock somebody down from taking the step forward in their ministry. You don't know what it is that God has put in people's hearts. You know, we have people that will take, you know, four Bibles and a track and conquer the whole neighborhood. Then we have other people that will say, oh, the lady's crazy for going down the block and talking to strangers. But we can't, we can't knock them. You know, we have to support them. The body of Christ is diverse. Because you can't do it doesn't mean somebody else shouldn't do it. Or because you don't do it doesn't mean somebody else can't do it. You know, our, our goal here, at least my goal here, is to see everyone fall into a place where they can use what they have to reach people. We need, hey, we need to bring cowbells into a service. That's what we do. You know, if we need to bring hip-hop music, turntables, hopefully somebody, DJs in the house, come on, talk to me. You know, if we need to bring turntables into service, whatever it is. And it's not for entertainment. It's not for entertainment. It's to be creative in a way to win souls. Because everybody here has a place that they can be. Now, Pastor Gary had asked me, Bert, maybe, you know, you want to bring somebody. I told him, I don't want to rap again. Everybody's used to me rapping. Come on. You know, he said, but maybe if you want to bring somebody. So... I tried to bring one group, one group of guys that I know called Freestyle Fam, and these guys are incredible. They were at Rap Fest, and they basically could freestyle rap about anything and everything under the sun, above the sun, through the sun, be anywhere. At, on, a, on a given moment, I mean, when they're around, I try not to even pick up the microphone because I feel so unworthy, basically, in front of them. I mean, these guys are incredible. Unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately, they're musicians and worship leaders at their church and couldn't be here. So I figured, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I said, what can I do? Oh, Mario the Magician. The church I used to go to in White Plains, there was a brother there named Mario. Mario the Magician. The brother uses magic in churches. He doesn't matter. We're going to bring him here. He said, whenever we want, bring him. But he couldn't do this Sunday. But he does magic tricks and stuff as he ministers. You know, talk about creative and diverse. You know, magic is like... That's all voodoo, taboo for the church. No way. You ain't coming in here. You know, pray him. Don't even let him in. But this is what he does. There's so many people that could do different things. And I encourage you, if there's something that you can do and you don't see it being done here, ask. Maybe it's because you're the one that does it and hasn't asked. That's it, you know. There, there are a lot of things. And also, there might be a couple of things you say that just they don't fit. You know, we got we to gotta use wisdom as well. We're not going to go crazy. So as I was looking for people, I couldn't find anybody. I said, you know what? We'll bring a little something for maybe somebody's visiting for the first time and hearing me say, what, they do rap in church? That's crazy. They do hip-hop in church? Yeah, that, oh, that's insane. How are they going to do that? So what I did is I brought a music video that I want you guys to see from some really good friends of mine, uh, Joshua and Luis Miguel. They're known as a group called Sick. These guys are incredible. Great dudes. Real great guys. Uh, one of them preached the Friday night before Rap Fest at the church Calvary, and they did an, an awesome job. And... They're actually going to be here on September 23rd. That's a Friday night. Little plug there, Lou. Where's Lou? <laughs> they're 
with the youth. This month we celebrate the anniversary of the Bread Factory. That's the event that the youth do every month or almost every month uh, just as a, a form, something different, creative, and diverse on a Friday night. So September 23rd, they're going to be here ministering. Uh, and I wanted to leave you guys with this video, and I, I pray that you guys got the vibe of what I'm saying. If there's something in your heart that you think is creative and diverse, and you're like, you know what, maybe I could use this talent that I have, or whatever it is, in the church somehow. You'd be surprised how anything you do can help. I mean, you can start shouting out the craziest things. Oh, I do dishes. Fine. Well, we have an event. We need somebody to do dishes. You can help. That's a great ministry. Thank you. Oh, I, I know how to build stuff. We, we're doing props all the time. You know, we're building props. Oh, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I, you know, I, I could sing. I could rap. Whatever it is, God wants you to use what he gave you to reach those people out there. He's not going to strip you of everything you've learned and put you out there with nothing to try to preach his word. He's not. And if you just have the gift of gab and you can talk a lot, then, hey, go talk. Let people know. Let people know. And, you know, study scripture and find out what, what God is speaking to you and, and speak to others. This morning on my way in, I was ministered to by a bum, an alcoholic. He tells me I'm a drunk. And I'm, I'm closing the door in my car. He says, he does, first he saw Alice with her, her wrist wrapped up. And, you know, that's a joke, right? One spouse is hurt. What did your husband do to you? What did your wife do to you? I said, no, she hit me where you can't see. It's covered, so it's good. But she had her wrist wrapped up, and he says, ah, que paso? Ah, tifue, it was you. It was you that, he, that she hit. Wow, she hits hard. I was like, you know, I laughed at all the dudes in the street. Sunday morning, already drunk. It's, it's all good, you know. And he wasn't really drunk, but, you know, he had that look. Like, we, we know how we judge right away, right? God says don't judge, but we do it anyway. But he did tell me he's an alcoholic. That's why I could say it. I'm not judging on that. He told me straight up. Uh, bold, right? Like, yeah, I'm a drunk. I said, okay, cool, whatever. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's all good. We're here, brother. But I'm, so I'm crossing the street, and I'm carrying something for Mark in my hand. Everybody brought the stuff inside. And as I'm crossing the street, he says, hey, I'll say it in Spanish first. If you don't understand, raise your hand. I'll translate. He said, hey, tú sabes? Si tú le oras al Señor sinceramente de tu corazón, Él te va a dar ese trabajo que tú quieres. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm standing here with a monitor in my hand speaking to this donkey. You get me now? You get me now? How much more relevant can this message be on a day like today? I'm standing there with this monitor in my hand, speaking to the donkey. I'm like, what? I called him. I told him, where I got? Say, you know, that's exactly what I'm praying. And he's like, oh, el Señor Todopoderoso te favorezca todo lo que tú quieres en tu corazón. And he's ministering to me. And I'm standing there with this monitor in my hand. I'm like, I was waiting for something like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. You know, I wasn't going to beat the donkey, though. I wasn't going to beat the donkey because I'm past that. You know, back in the days, I was, oh, you know, you know what you talk about. But God will use things to speak to you. People, open your ears and open your hearts to receive what God is saying. But also, read your word to filter out the nonsense as well. 
Because many times people will sell you a really nice thing, a really nice story, and you're like, oh, but this person prophesied over me. Meanwhile, their life is a mess, a wreck, and they're just playing with you. They, they didn't feel from God. You know, there's some people that you walk up to them all of a sudden, poof, they got a word for you all of a sudden, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, they don't know what they said. You don't remember what they said. That's not of God. If it's of God, you will know. But you have to read your word. You have to read your word. That's, there's no, there's, this is non-negotiable. You have to read your word. Because the word is going to be the filter for you to receive the blessing that you need in your life. God will bless you regardless. But many times you won't even realize it. You know, I look at every situation as a blessing, even the negative. My wife will tell you when something happens, I'm like, you know, there was a car accident. Oh, look at the bright side. We're alive. Oh, there was a flood. Look at the bright side. This and that, you know. And there's always something because God said he will bless us. And I believe that. I stand on that promise. He will never let me down. He will never let you down. And you have to understand that. But trust me, when, when, even when you walk out of here, there may be a donkey speaking to you. And sometimes you might have to be that donkey to speak to someone else. You know, because they won't understand it. We, there's testimony after testimony. This week I've been hit with so many different testimonies from this neighborhood alone as a result of VBS, no less. From people that have just been touched and blessed. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to stay up here too long telling you, but it's just... God is trying to reach out to each and every one of us, and it'll take a creative and diverse way of you to realize that, you know what, I can worship God with this. I may not be able to sing, but I rap. I may not be able to rap, but I dance. I may not be able to dance, but I play an instrument. I may not be able to play an instrument, but I could be an usher. I could do sound. I could do this. There's so many ways, and God wants each and every... Imagine, Pastor George, if everybody here after service said, okay, Pastor George, what do you need me to do? What can I do with the church? What can I... We'd have to knock more walls down. We'll have to knock more walls down because we'll all be so busy working and winning souls. Don't wait for the next person to do it. It's like I laugh because we were at a gathering and they asked Pastor George to pray for the food. And I walked by him and said, you realize you're the only person in this whole gathering here that could pray, right? That's what they, they always call the pastor. They always call the pastor. He's like, y'all don't know how to pray. No, you got to pray too, you know. You got to pray as well. You know, we have, we have to step up our game in Christ, like they say. You got to step up your game. So I want to I leave you guys with this video. I want you to do more than just enjoy it, but observe the diversity and the creativity in this message called The Flood uh, by this group called SICK. SICK is S-I-K-C, saved and knowing Christ. There's even creativity in the name. You know, they spell it wrong, but explain it. You know, that's hip-hop. <laughs> you can spell it wrong, but explain it, and, and you're good. The, more, the, the wronger you spell it, the cooler you are, I guess. So this group is sick. They're going to be here with us on, on September 23rd. Mark your calendars. You definitely want to be here to support the ministry of the Bread Factory and the youth. But more importantly, so you can be blessed by this ministry as well. So check it out. It's called uh, The Flood by Sick. Imagínate mi estudio con la alfombra de los Grammy 
tengo a tres fuertes como Miami La gente me pregunta ¿Cómo lo hacemos? ¿Cómo rompemos? Y siempre volvemos Mi Dios tiene más victorias que Mohamed Alá Perdón, Mohamed Ali Es IKC Con voces de alidad Proclamando su existencia Dios fue el corazón Ellos la apariencia Nos conocen por nuestras presentaciones Que no son cirugías Pero que abren corazones Y a los que escuchan mi música en internet Les traigo una noticia Cayeron en la red ¡Ja! Yeah. Welcome to the flood, one point oh. It's IKC in the building. But listen, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> And there's a flood coming. Listen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look who I got behind me. It looks like the world's strongest arm. My savior rose from the dead and he's not a zombie. We on the top floor, we meet you in the lobby. <laughs> Lottie Dottie, who wants to party? I got invitation for one, plus everybody. For you it's hard work, for us it's a hobby. Contagious, I shake and bake. Ricky Bobby, the enemy's sight. Because he stay away from sin. And he don't even feel comfortable in his own skin. Infinity and old racket, we always win. And we Just came out and we going in. <laughs> señoras y señores, S.I.K.C. baby, the flood 1.0 baby. Yeah, hacemos la música que te gusta con la palabra que necesita. S.I.K.C. L.M.C. Este es el diluvio, let's go Dejo más ganancias que el secreto de victoria Mía es la victoria, suya es la gloria Bien humilde, solo soy un pobre rico Un vivo y pico, nadie me cierra el pico No le tiro a nadie a menos que sean fotos Voto por Jesús y así no voto mis fotos Hay hombres de dinero y hay hombres de Dios Dios me da el dinero, escojo el número dos With six teams up, we got in me trouble The illegal countries, the Bible we smuggle I'm sorry Diverse your little bubble, but there's a flood coming, this ain't a puddle Sit down, there's a lot to explain, S-I-K-C And here to entertain, you have the word to lose, and your soul to gain Open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain God bless everyone Well, I have the honor to be able to uh, stand up here and just share with you on the, uh, on the subject of diversity of worship And uh You already know right off the back I need music. That's what's different about me and other people. And even with Bert, I would have asked Bert to come up here and play for me, but uh, he was barely sharing, you know. So uh, I got Jason up here to uh, play with me. And, uh, and that's something particular about me. I wasn't, I don't think I was born with music, you know. But it's just something about when I, when I came to the Lord And I, and, and, I, and, and I tell you the truth, and my wife is a witness, wherever she's probably teaching my wife, but even Jason is a, a witness. I had no talent in terms of singing. You know, I started singing when I was about 24 years old, you know, and I'm 37, so it, it hasn't been that much, that many years. It wasn't like I grew up singing, and then I just said, you know what, I'm going to try to do this, and I'm going to try to be a, a star, and all of a sudden I got saved, and I just started singing in church. No, I... I discovered the gift in me when I gave my life to the Lord, you know, and uh, and it's weird because it was horrible in the beginning, right, Jay? It, it wasn't good. 
you know. And I and, and I, I I'm not gonna lie. I used to tell my wife, but why you didn't tell me it wasn't good? You had me up there singing like I thought I was, you know. I thought I was Stacy. Well, Stacy, I don't know. Maybe I was a little better by the time you know I met you. But still, you know. But you know what? They continued to encourage me, and 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 I had just such a desire and a passion to worship that all I did. At work, wherever I was, I just sang, sang songs and wrote songs to the Lord, you know. And that's how this worshiper was born. All of us are born to worship and created to worship, but sometimes we choose to worship other things, you know. And that's what I did for most of my life. I chose to worship other things, but when I came to understand who God was in my life, that's when I kind of focused my worship, you know, and my passion. And songs begin to spill out of me. And uh, and I'm grateful for that. So I want to read a few verses real quick that just that just really keep me centered, you know, in terms of just worship. And when I, whenever I need to go before the Lord and 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 I want to make sure that my worship is pure. It says in John 4:23, by but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such do with the Father seek to be his worshipers. John 4, 24, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And John 9, 31, we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, he do his, and do his will, him he heareth. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. So what am I saying there? You know, I know Gary asked me to speak on the diversity, and I've lived, I can say in just the short time that I've been singing, and the short time that I've, that I've been saved, I've lived so many different expressions of worship, even in my own life. You know, when I came to the Lord, I joined the choir, you know, a men's choir. And then when I got a little better, you know, I began to lead worship, and it was more of a contemporary Hosanna type worship. You know, it was, Ron Cannoli was like, I wanted to be Ron Cannoli. If you guys even know Ron Cannoli, I wanted to be the next Ron Cannoli. He was like a Hosanna integrity type, real contemporary worship leader back then. And he had like a tire of bands. He had trumpets. I mean, it was like an orchestra whenever you went to see Ron Cannoli worship. And I was like, wow, I want to be like that. But then I was uh, introduced to rock. And not because I loved rock, because I didn't really like rock. And, I, and, and when I was first coming up learning and, uh, about worship and learning how the different expressions of worship, rock was never one that was presented to me. You know, it was more like, yo, stay away from that because that's from the devil. You know, and so I was like, wow, you know, so you know what, baby, this is the style. Ron Cannoli, Hosanna. Yo, this is what they doing in heaven right here. Everybody's just like, lift him up. His name be lifted higher. So I was like, well, this is probably the music that you're going to hear in heaven. You know, and it wasn't until... I was like, uh, I went. We went through some transitioning, and and, and it's and it's hard, it's hard to say, but I was hurt, you know, uh, because, you know, a lot of things that I tried to do in worship was looked on as, as like weird. Yo, you got that weird worship again, you know? And it would get back to me, and I would get hurt. I'd be like, wow, man, you know, I'm just trying, you know, I, I got a I'm just trying to um, worship the Lord with a pure heart. I'm just trying to give what the Lord gave me. You know, he hasn't told me personally that is weird. And, you know, and, and if anything, I kind of rely on that. But when you got leaders kind of trying to bring you down because they don't understand your worship, 
you know, because it ain't what they, they're used to. It kind of broke me. And so, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to step down from the worship team. And you know what, I just I started writing songs. And I said, you know, if the church don't receive it, then maybe maybe another people will receive it. And, and uh, wrote some songs and rock. It just happened to be one of the first songs I wrote. And uh, I sat with Jason and Freddie in, in, in my apartment. And I said, yo, you know what, man? You guys want to start a band? Because we were all experiencing the same kind of like, could you say like uh, oppression almost, just in our expression of worship. We we gave ourselves, but then when we tried to do something different, it was like, yeah, yeah, nah, just stick to that. You know, don't do that. So we said, you know what, man? Um, I got this music, man, and God has given me, and, just, and it's just spilling out. And I don't particularly like rock, but it's coming out in that sound. And Jason was already playing um, rock guitar. And I said, yo, listen to this song and let's just put some music to it. And I want to sing some of that song for you. It's called Hunger, real quick. And, and we've done it here as a worship song. But this is one of the first songs that I've written. that was just spilling out of me when we started to write and um and i truly had a hunger and a passion just to 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 know god in a deeper way and i was on my i was just on my way i was like you know what i'm gonna just i I know there has to be more i know there's this i know there's so many different there's there's different ways and there's different different levels of worship and and i want to be able to experience them more so we started the band and and we were doing it i mean just just doing that and then doing our own music and then, and then mixing uh, worship songs and, and taking some of the contemporary stuff that we loved, you know, not not doing away with that because there was a lot of songs that we loved. We even done one here today I haven't done in a while, but songs that we loved that we started adding like a little rock to it and just giving it, you know, just spicing it up a little, making it new, you know, making it like like just, just pouring some, some, some new uh, uh, oil on it, you know, so to say. And, you know, we were on our way to doing that. Let me just open up my notes here.
So in the beginning, I was confused because I thought that worship was music. You know? I guess worship is the music part of the service. And as I began to grow, I learned that worship is not the music part of worship, of, 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 of the service, you know? Worship is something that spills forth from you because of the gratitude that you have because of what God has done in your life and who he is in your life. You know, you can't contain it. It's something that, that comes out of you, you know? When you're just overwhelmed by his glory and by his love, it just begins to spill forth. And sometimes it comes forth as a song. Maybe you're not a singer. Maybe it comes forth as a poem. Maybe you don't write poems. It comes forth as a dance. Maybe you don't dance. It comes forth just in prayer. And, 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 and clapping and, and, and shouting, you know, just, just so many different expressions and waving flags. You know, this is stuff that spills forth from you because of the gratitude that you have for what he's done in your life, you know. And then the music portion of the service is just a time where we can come together and have a congregational expression of worship, you know. doesn't mean that this is worship as a whole, you know. But that's what I thought. So I said, you know, maybe, you know, I still wasn't sure what we were doing was right with the rock band. But I said, I'm going to do it because I feel that if God hasn't told me. And the thing is, I rely on the voice of God. I know, I mean, the same spirit that lives in, 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 in our leaders and, you know, is that spirit that lives in me. And it'll discern what's right and what's wrong, you know, to me. I believe God can speak to me, too. You know, so if I'm out of line, you know, I know God can be like, all right, my son, you're a little out of line, but, you know, but I know your heart. So just just fix this portion, fix that, you know, work that out. And then, you know, but but it's all good. God ain't going to break me down and be like, yeah, you just you just blew it. Mess it. Shut up. I'm taking your voice. You know, it's not that kind of God, you know, because everything that we do, you know, to, 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 to you know, and the little things that we do to try to honor him. He's going to receive it, you know. He can decipher from what was wrong and what was bad, you know, because maybe in our knowledge we may we may not truly understand. We may be just stepping out. Like when my son, if my son is a baby and he does something, I'm like, oh, man, you poured water on my computer, but but you was just trying to fill the, you know, maybe he was looking at a picture of a, 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 of a fish tank on the computer and, it, and the water was like, oh, you, you try, oh, okay, oh, you, that's, I could be, I could just, but you just broke my computer, man. Or I can be like, wow, you know, I understand your intention, you know. Even though it was a little off, you know, but I, I understand your intention. And therefore, I love you for that. But then he'd start teaching me, you know, all right, this is for this, this is for this, and this is how that works. You guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. Um. So a sound, a style, you know, God has brought me to so many different expressions. Well, I started off Hosanna Integrity. I went to the rock. I started doing, uh, and then, then, then I was introduced to some prophetic worship, you know. And, and I was introduced to like, you know, uh, morning starts, you know, worship. I was introduced to IHOP, you know, which are amazing expressions of worship. But when it comes, remember, expressions of worship, you know, sometimes we get kind of caught up in this is how it's supposed to be done. And then totally forget about what we were doing 
that brought us to the saving knowledge of Christ and has brought us to this level where we can even come to a point where we can even experience what these other expressions are, you know? So I don't do away with what, what, was, what, what was done in the past because what, I used, what was done in the past has brought me through so much, man, and, and, and brought me to, to who I am today. You know, now everything else after that is just God taking me from glory to glory and, 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 and allowing me to see even greater expressions of who he is and, and how I can touch his heart even in a different way. You know, and I receive that, you know, so I don't do away with, you know, because like I, 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 sometimes I'm grieved because when we learn something new, we just forget about the old, you know. And, and that's not God's heart. I thought when I first got, when I first came to, what would say, you know, the, the Pentecostal would call it a modern church. That's what they call us. The more, how do you say it in Spanish? Moderno church, you know? And, and they, I guess, since we're the modern church, and they're the old church, you know? So I came out of, a, I got saved in a Spanish Pentecostal church, and he was goritos all the time, right? I mean, to this day, they do the same goritos I was doing. 25 years ago, you know, or maybe less. I don't think I'm that old. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, and and, and 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 I got to a point where I was even knocking at, ah, gorito, who's doing a gorito? God ain't moving in a gorito. What, son? But when I was there learning those goritos, God used to mess me up, man. You know, there was one song in Spanish that I go, that used to go, Mi pensamiento eres tu, Señor. Mi pensamiento eres tú, Señor. Mi pensamiento eres tú, Señor. Mi pensamiento eres tú, porque tú me has dado cariño, porque tú me has dado existir. Porque tú me cariño, me has dado amor. Porque tú me has dado la vida. Porque tú me has dado existir. Porque tú me has dado la vida. You know, come on. How can you how can you say that that wasn't you know you know because now now you now because you're into like a new thing you know come on just singing that song I don't even speak Spanish but I've made a purpose to understand what that song was and it's saying that the, my my thoughts are all about you Lord you know. So come on, you know. So now I'm at a I, I, I'm at a different place in my life now. I'm not so quick to cut down, you know, what God used to build me up, you know. All right, I'm almost done. Real quick, there's a couple more things. Um, and what Bert was saying, I mean, just in an expressions of worship, you got. I mean, there's different, diff, diff, different. You can use worship for. I mean, worship for evangelism, worship and intercession. Have you ever? Because I know we t- look at prayer as an intercession, but have you ever interceded with your worship? 
on behalf of somebody or maybe yourself. We don't, we, we don't, sometimes we not, we just say, nah, prayer is intercession. But no, nah, man, worship is powerful. You understand that worship, I say this a lot, are the wings on which your prayers go up to heaven, man, you know? So next time you're worshiping and you, and, and you know somebody going through some stuff, you, you sometimes you don't even got to lay hands on them. Through your worship and that intercession in your worship, God can move on your behalf because he honors that. He honors your worship. He honors your heart. So when it comes down to it, it's worship music. It's not a particular style. But in the style, there's many, there's so much diversity within the styles and the expressions. But it's worship music. No, worship has always been something that's in us. It's been a condition of what our heart is, you know. So you might not be the greatest singer. Right now, you might not even be bold enough to lift your hands and, and come to the front and dance with me. But there's something about if your heart is in the place where you're worshipful, you know, then God, then God, God accept that. And then he'll teach you and it'll begin to grow and grow to the point where it's so, there's so much in store, it's so much in you that you have no other choice but to release it and it'll come out and whatever expression it is, then that's what, that's, then, you know, that's on you and God. But it starts here. It starts with your countenance and how you approach God, and it starts in your heart. God will work out the, the other stuff, you know, and cool, you know. And like I said, just just be in a place where you can, you know, I say this a lot, just that, that place of brokenness is, is where your worship is the purest, man, you know, because it's then we don't rely on ourselves. As a worshiper, a worship leader, yeah, you can get full of yourself real quick. People saying, oh, you, you do is awesome. But you know what, man? God got a way of just just kind of like just keeping me or, or deflating my head, so to speak, you know? You know, because I, if I ever leave this stage thinking that, yo, I just rocked it. You better believe it. I'm going to have a little, I'm, I'm going to go through some stuff during the week, you know? And it's, it's going to be like, yeah, yeah, you think you all that? All right. <laughs> Yeah, now, 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 put that worship to use. Let's see if you, you if you believe what you speak, you know. And I'm gonna go through some trials and stuff, but it's only God just trying to teach me, you know, you know. So yes, I'm here, and I I thank God for for this church and 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 for the fact that that we allow the different expressions, you know, that we're not caught up just in one style, you know. You. As, as your worship leader and as, as Alice, as a worship leader, yeah, you're going to get a lot of our specific style because that, we're individuals and we have a specific style. But we'll try to be balanced enough and we'll work on the balance to be able to give everybody a little something. Some reggae, rock, some Spanish, some prophetic, some, you know, whatever. You know, it might not be all of what you want because this church, I don't think, is that kind of church, you know. But we'll try to get, we'll try to bring forth and try to bring the most purest praise that we can, you know, and just come in together. So thank you. I know, I don't know what Gary wanted, he probably wanted me to do a rock song, but I ain't got it in me right now, <laughs> you know, but I hope you guys were able to receive what I was saying. And like I said, the next time you go forth together to worship, understand 
Let it come from your heart first. Let it be the condition of your heart that I drive you to his throne. All right? God bless.